0: Hola, today we're talking about the high notes, the big
1: ones, right at the top there. Don't be afraid of them. Do you want to go into
0: live mode? If we try and approach high notes with a low larynx, we can often run into a a, a sticky puddle.
1: (laughs) Much like anybody trying to keep their mouth closed. (laughs) (laughs) What? This is the weirdest shit that's ever happened to me the top of our range could be signified by how much space is between those cartilages and it's different for everyone why don't you try your one Uh, with a chin that's down (laughs) again
0: that's not pleasant
1: We're back yep but more more reclined in cash. a sense
0: you look cash
1: got our socks on i'm feeling pretty uh what socks do you what are you sporting today suave sporting sport sport socks lovely didn't have any more appropriate to the attire so Thick just whack ones. them on are these
0: the ones that you get like are you at the the end of your kind of wash load have you've got all many left to choose from.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, and as well, when you buy, you know when you buy loads at once, and then they all just die and yep. get holes or tear or something. It's the same as um, the, ro- the UK roads. <laughs> <laughs> what, by the government, by the time the government have figured out that they're all screwed? They're all screwed, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Socks and UK roads. You can't get anywhere, that's the problem. Um, but we are more reclined because we've messed with the camera angles a bit, haven't we? We have, yeah. We've pulled this out a little bit. And we've got some backlighting.
0: Let Hopefully. us know what you think of
1: the lighting. Because it's they're new, aren't they? Yeah. We're happy about
0: that, aren't we? Yeah. We've a long, long time coming that one.
1: Yeah, long time coming. Not enough funding. That's probably grainy shots. <laughs> um, but we are we are here to talk about. Um, it's quite a sexy subject, I think. In it, mm. range extension and yeah. range as in the very top range, um, which still has, uh, yeah an applicable reason to train it for lots of singers, not always because you're going to sing them, sometimes you might, but um, for whatever reason, but before we get into that, we have music, don't we? Yeah, a little bit today, yeah. Who is it then? It's um, Miles Clayton Music,
0: who hit us up on Instagram on one of our posts, that's what happens you see, if if we post, anybody that interacts with us, we, we fall in love with, <laughs> because we're lonely.
1: Yeah, then it all gets a bit out of control, and we have to shut them down, that's the thing, yeah. don't they, It all get a bit much. Yeah.
0: This uh, is it anyway.
2: Long now. We'll soon. We'll
1: We're not going to prattle on about that. Nope. We know you don't like it.
0: MilesClayton.bandcamp.com. The is called Dream Out Loud. Two brothers doing their thing. Check them out.
1: Yeah, they've got loads of stuff, I should imagine. Yeah, so moving on from that, we've got a, a little bit of a... A recommendation of a product, which we will put links to mm. uh, in the blog post, and uh, I should imagine on the screen right about now. Uh, it's it's a company called In Your Ear, uh, and and uh, the the CEO, whatever his title is, Steve, got in touch with us a little while ago um, to uh, trial his brand new product. Yep, which we did, didn't we? Yep. And essentially, let's just summarise it as it's a it's a very affordable way of customising your in-ear headphones, your in-ear monitors, um, if you're not ready to spend whatever it is, a grand?
0: Yeah, so again, to rewind a tiny bit, Is if you get in-ears that come with, like the Sennheiser ones that we had, they they come and it's still just the little buds that you, you stick in. And obviously a lot of people, the the, the thing that people want when it comes to in-ears is the moulded. Because it blocks out noise for one thing. And they fit more comfortably, don't fall out. So that's what everyone's after. But everyone also knows that the moulds come at quite a a cost.
1: Quite a cost, yeah. So the the solution that Steve has got, if anybody is interested, um, the website is inyourear.biz. And essentially we've we've got ours here, haven't we? Yep. Uh, These are mine. You can choose your colour. And the process is, you, you send these off,
0: you send off your your, your normal headphones and then he puts this mould material on them, in a, in a similar shape to your ear but obviously you have to mould them themselves so they fit properly, and then you melt them with a hairdryer to get them pliable and then burn your ears off. No you don't,
2: <laughs> it wasn't
0: that bad. Um, there's some instructions there, one, one way you can burn yourself is obviously like the 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 metal bit that twists around if you've got the Sennheiser ones that twists round. If that gets hot, that can be, you know, a problem. So try and keep it away, use some pliers, melt melt it up, stick it in, hold it there for three to five minutes.
1: Yep, something like that. And and you melt it with a hairdryer, so it's a yeah, remodable plastic. Got mine in here. So if I give it a good old tug on the back there, I've got some serious um, stability, Uh, my in-ear monitor is staying in, and the sound isolation is really, really good. Uh, So yeah, like Steve said, you just mold it yourself with a hairdryer, leave it in, and then you have this kind of, you know, it's kind of rough looking, but I can tell you it works really well. And at, don't quote me, I think the website says $75 or $80. $100, yeah, whatever, yeah. Something like that. Um, So you've got to post it yourself, For that kind of money, he sends it back as an interim for uh, if you plan to get in-ear monitors, but not for a year or two. You're going to save up. If you get the regular Sure ones or other types of buds, they can be customised by Steve at In Your Ear Biz, and we do recommend them. They are are pretty cool. And recommend
0: in-ears in general as well. A lot of people ask me. I don't know about you, but they say I'm thinking about. I think everyone knows that it's going to be better but I, we've had a discussion a lot haven't we how much it changes it, it's a life changer in it yes it, it re, in t- if you haven't yet and i'm sure there'll be people out there that have loads of people have got in it and they'll probably probably agree that when you do it i don't even know how i got by before totally especially if you pl- if you're singing with bands the difference the difference is just incredible
1: yeah you've got a loud drummer behind you you've got uh a guitarist's amp blaring in one ear, a bassist in another and whatever Um, and sometimes it's so noisy you can't even get any sense of key, right? Exactly, and not only that Like it's one
0: of those things where it's accepted that singers go out there and sing with a drummer behind them and a really loud band it's accepted, you've got to deal with that as a singer, which is fair enough because a lot of people do because these obviously cost as well, but if you really dial it down we do all of our trick. I know it's obvious, but we do all of our training Nowhere near that kind of situation Yes. Yeah. Nowhere near it, so we're never going to be ready for it No I mean people that gig a lot, yeah you're going to get better, but You're still going to be blowing too much air
1: Yeah And, and- let's face it, if you want to pump the sound up a little bit, you want to get a bit more vocal out mm. of the PA um, If you don't have to have the monitors busting out your vocal trying to compete with the band on stage yep. You got so much less noise on stage. The sound man have a way better time it. boosting you up. Um without feedback, you just got your in ears in.
0: Yep. Happened to meet a big gig over Christmas. Did it, yeah? Yeah, and uh I sing with a female vocalist and she forgot hers. Well she didn't actually know that we, we could bring in the career, a, a guy there doing it. And um yeah, he was it was wailing all over the place. Really? And to the point where he had to turn it off and I was you know, because 'cause we're just in a small place, it was an awful room and all yeah. like that kind of stuff. But but um but yeah, exactly that. Um so yeah, definitely, de- definitely, for £450, is that what they are? Yeah, the,
1: uni- well, the units cost us, I think when we got them, 550 quid for the transmitter, receiver and the standard like headphones. $700 or something. Yeah, yep. um, but they can, they can get really expensive. The Sennheiser ones are a bit more expensive. Then you get custom moulds, you know, the whole lot's probably going to cost you two grand if you go for the custom stuff.
0: But lifetime of singing, you're thinking for 10 years, that's £40 a year.
1: Yep, nice one. Rationalise on the spot maths. Don't even know if it's right, uh, but we're moving forward. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's in your ear biz. Get yourself along long it's Really cool. Um, uh, so we're on to range extension. It's a big subject. Uh, it's al- almost the thing that people put at the top of their list every time they come into the studio, isn't it? I, w- I want more notes. Yeah.
0: Thing is, though, it's often, especially in the contemporary world, it's attributed to I want to sing stronger. In a certain part of the range yep, which is guys e E4 up to Whatevs. whatever whatever yeah. the highest you can go and then females equally it'd be like B4 up you know can I, can I sing higher um, can I sing harder, higher but we today are really talking about the stratosphere like the, the, the deep ends, the higher stuff um, and how that can affect the voice, how it can affect your training. Um, and just do you the world of good just to acknowledge it.
1: Yes, absolutely um, So why would we bother in stretching the top because you know there is Inevitably going to be uh, some disagreement in the in the world of teaching some people say, you know, you should just um, Stay within the traditional limits of your voice, you know for men's you know Sometimes if you look at the range of a baritone, it might say up to a four, you know, if you're looking at the old school terms Tenor up to C5, you know, bass is up to E or F. Um, but we know in contemporary singing, that's A, possibly not going to be, um, or leave you with a lot of repertoire to be able to sing for a start. Mm. Uh, and we, we know that 99.9% of singers' instruments will absolutely work further than that. Yep. Um, whether they need to sing it or not, I guess we need to explore the extremes of the instrument. And this top range is one extreme part of its ability, um, but we should never neglect the extremes. We just shouldn't live in them, all right? Sure. Which is one cool thing. So, so why would we bother in the first place?
0: I think if we just kind of rattle some benefits very quickly back and forth, then we can dig into the science behind why these things are in a second. Yeah. So number one, vocal health. Exploring as you just kind of mentioned, exploring the extremes will have a positive effect on the vo- your, your vocal health as a singer
1: mm. and, we, and we'll go into more of that later on when we was, yep. with the science stuff number um, two number two, classical or contemporary, uh, I think you're going to need to put some let's say some more uh, miles per hour on the clock yeah. uh, so that you're not in, in this contemporary age of high demand vocals that you're not working at your maximum Ability, if you can stretch that top a little bit, it can really take the heat off the notes below it, but um, and that's for contemporary people obviously classical females um, Live their lives up there. Um, The sopranos of the world, the coloraturas, whatever, they're going to super-duper high notes, so um, Strategies for them, even though we're dealing a lot with contemporary singers, the top of the range is, let's say, even more crucial for a classical female.
0: Yep, and equally to add on to that, number three would be belting. If you if you're a belter or you want to belt, having that that facility to reach the 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 capacity of your voice will enable you to belt easier mm. and higher and
1: higher. Yeah, um, no, no doubt. Number four. Well, linked to belting, uh, it can be a good strategy to just get you out of chest voice. Uh, let's say because your tendency very much is to either drag the chest register up too high get a bit yelly in the middle uh maybe the just the top part of your voice is weak but either way get yourself out of a regular habit by going to somewhere that's wildly different to what you're used to which is you know the top of the range nice
0: five it's a it, it starts with knowing the boundaries of your voice but it can be a great diagnostic tool right on to understand um you 'll often hear things up there, or you won 't hear anything at all oftentimes, which will give an indication of if you could before, then you may have something to look at
1: yeah, which is a, and we could refer back to Rina Gupta, couldn 't we for that yep, uh, previous episode um, with uh, Dr. Rina Gupta saying, if you lose three notes off the top of your range you 've got something possibly to look at, yep. How would you know if you don 't go to the top of your range yeah, so we kind of screwed with that one, but the last one is it 's just really. It's a really good sort of showing off te- technique, isn't it? To, yeah. The to old woo. The wooing. old whistle.
0: The old whistle. Yeah? Yeah, can
1: you do it? Whistle voice? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is the, the world is your yeah. audience.
1: Edit. Edit in. What? Put the sound in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Smashed it. Nailed it. Hit it. Anyway, but it's true... <laughs> <laughs> it, on, on, a, on a ridiculous note actually, yeah. there was a um, there was a, a television programme a few years ago and it was all about um, uh, old singers who used to sing in falsetto, like Frankie Valli, yeah. uh, like George McRae. So, uh, kiss me baby, what's that one? Uh, do you know the song I mean? Touch me baby.
0: Yeah, I know the lyric, Touch me yeah, baby. Yeah, you know what yeah, 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 I mean? Yeah, yeah. So
1: like I had a hymn on there, add had a few others. And um, it was scientifically proven that they uh, got more chicks. So, if you want any, if there's an, if a there's a reason for you guys, then. But no, truth truthfully, there was something very attractive about a, about a man who would sing, in that falsetto, especially yeah, well, in the romantic sense of the word, right?
0: When they get it right, I mean, Timbo's, Timberlake is the guy now doing the same thing, right? Yeah, and everyone loves that. Yeah, you know, Robin Thick, sexy lover, lover man. <laughs>
1: so so lover that they said it twice yeah so much She's yeah. such a such a wanna. yeah <laughs> so that's you know that's the top of There's stage number 6 show off as yeah. much as you like yeah so let's let's help you show off but we should really go into um uh what the science says because the science yeah it's not all about science it's about doing it it's about experiencing it um, but we
0: wouldn't know the, those six things that we said the benefits of without a little bit of back in.
1: Absolutely. And then after that, um, it's worth noting, we'll go into some things that you can do in order to extend that range um, uh, even more. So into what the science says.
0: Yeah, so what does the science say? What do do the scientists say to back all this up? The CT and the TA, the thyroirtenoid and the cricothyroid muscles within the larynx, if we can contract them to their fullest and stretch them to their fullest, um, likewise, relax them, Go to the extremes, then, like any other joint or muscle in the body, it's proven that that's a good thing, in order for its function.
1: Yes, training the pitch raising muscles. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so sort, sort of similar to that as well. Uh, the CT is is the pitch raising muscle, and its action, the 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 larynx, um, is formed. Let's say vaguely of the of the two cartilages. Uh, the thyroid and the cricoid, right? Mm. And the thing is the CTs are on the outside that they, they uh, essentially rotate these two cartilages towards each other. Yep. And that, in turn, stretches the vocal folds in, inside, right, uh, for us to raise pitch. Now, we do have an issue with um, range extension. We need to develop the, the power in the CTs, but our range could stop, let's say, the top of our range could be signified by how much space is between those cartilages, and it's different for everyone. There's usually enough, there's usually more than we realize, right? But um, the more space there is between those cartilages, the more they can rotate, uh, which means the more tension they can apply uh, to the vocal folds um, themselves. Uh, and we can compromise that space, but with tension and other things, we can in- inhibit that process from happening, so, so you know, the science says that that space there, we have to make sure that it's not inhibited and that we can maximise that space, applying the most tension, getting the most range. So,
0: um, with all that in mind, it's also been proven that with, with all of that, that the, um, the extremes of the voice, the voice range profile, yes. how high, how low. How um soft and how loud we can sing, if we can explore every different extreme of that, it's proven that people that do that on a regular basis will the, the longevity of their voice will be a lot more um uh, sustained yeah you know and uh and people that don't it's said that it will um deteriorate yes. quicker by. Um, by not exploring the extremes.
1: Yeah. And if you if you happen to be a professional singer, or just love it, you'd, you'd, you'd prefer your voice to not be getting stiffer and deeper, and, you know, ca- doing weird things like calcifying or whatever, right? that. Yeah, no you don't one want that to happen at, no like, 50. That. Who wants to be calcified? No. It's like being like hit by an X-man, isn't it? I will calcify you, if you're not careful. Be fun, wouldn't it? I'm not sure... that Would be fun? Uh, Where? Ossify? uh, Mr. Oss... What would his name be, the Ossify man?
0: Your... Your mind. Mr. O.
1: Mr. O, that'll do it. Your mind. Watch out, Mr. O will turn you to bone. Alright? What a fate. Anyway, moving on from that... I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. There's some very, very interesting research. Um, Again, that's been done by Ingo Tietze. Um, on the development of the vocal ligament. Now the vocal ligament, just to, just to kind of clear it up for anyone who's not sure of how the process works, So, when the vocal folds stretch out, um, there's different fibre types in the vocal folds that that vibrate and, and give us sound. In the low notes, the thickness of the vocal folds, the, it's called the TA muscle, that's in vibration, all's good. When we stretch it out, there's a, um, a, a layer of, of ligament on the outside Um, which is able to vibrate. It it gets stretched and it comes to tension and it also contributes to the sound. And as we get really high, the thickness of the vocal fold can't deliver sound anymore. It can't vibrate, it becomes too stiff. So the vocal ligament is the one um, which delivers us most of our sound, most of our vibration. And we need it to be a present, flexible, um, and, uh, let's say, developed, right? Uh, and and uh, it's, been, it's been researched recently uh, that um, applying stretching forces to the vocal ligament routinely, like as in daily glissandos up to the very top of the range, the, the more times you apply the stretch force to the, to the vocal ligament, the more dense the collagen fibres become in the vocal ligament. What that means to us is if the density of the fibers in that ligament is higher, it's able to reach a higher tension easier. That's just the way materials work, like low-density materials need to be stretched more, Um, high-density materials don't need to be stretched as much. So we will get more sustainable range out of our voice because we have routinely stretched it and our body's response to that is to increase the density in the vocal folds, uh, i.e. in the vocal ligament. So uh, that's one huge piece of scientific research for sustainable range. It still has more to go, but it kind of sits in line, doesn't it, with um, many stories, I guess, of, of uh, voice teachers and uh, voice trainers seeing that sustainable range occur from just spending more time up there. That's it, more time. More yeah, time. Just... Um, and it's it's important as well, the research on that one was also uh, a little bit around children. Um, it's really important to get the children not living up there like in choral situations, but to get a child especially through the break um to get them up to the top of the range so that they do have a well-developed vocal ligament and don't eventually have an all-round deeper voice in future
0: i love it you know because in english well in, in reality we j- you just know instinctively you go there the, it gets stronger yeah you know and so i love the fact that that gives them
1: back into that yeah, um, really cool bit of research actually, yeah. you, can, you can find it um, online, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the name of it in the blog post.
0: And lastly, it, it may be very straightforward, but again the larynx positioning itself, extremely helpful for us to develop the flexibility of the larynx, and um, because we know that it has to move.
1: Yes, right, for it, the top notes. For so the top notes, yeah. yeah.
0: It has to move, and so uh, once again, doing it more often, you're just going to get better at it.
1: Yes, blimey. So there's the science part, right? So now we need to go into what are you going to do to get there, but actually sometimes it's quite, quite good to start with what you're not going to do.
0: Yeah, right. especially because you might have some habits of your training or whatever. These are, re- these are really cool. So linked to the last point, the last um, scientific point there about the larynx, and we need some flexibility in it. Um, if we try and approach high notes with a low larynx, we can often run into a, a, a sticky puddle. <laughs>
1: Which you know, I hope I never step in a sticky (laughs) puddle. Oh, what is this? Yeah, no one wants the colour. Who knows?
0: So we're not going to do that. So (laughs) the larynx, uh, and 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 the reason I think why 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 we say this is because uh, I, I know I experienced it in the past. The low larynx helps you ascend in pitch, but what it doesn't help you do is to create the sound that we want to create in contemporary music in the higher notes. Mm. And so what will happen is, is that as we know the larynx has to ascend to track that energy, then um, if we keep that low larynx situation...
2: It's
1: such a strange moment in my life. Yeah, go on. I just did it. Yeah, it's great. Brilliant. Is it? Go even higher. Yeah, I love how the chin's pulling down. It's, <laughs> it's, amazing. <the> Ooh. <laughs> All right, it's either eyes up or chin, or chin down.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um that's not gonna work for you. No. And so and so sometimes you get the high notes, and it's like ah. obviously there is a, a, a strategy to get the larynx a little lower, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's Ooh. there's an optimal placement for it. So that's the first one.
1: Yeah. And we're talking pitch related there as well, aren't we? Like Absolutely. If it genuinely is your highest pitch, you know, the larynx is gonna be pretty darn high. Yep. But not strained. Yep. yep. Just really high.
0: Essentially what we're saying is, is that we, we have to be in a place as a singer, if we wanna sing if we wanna sing anything. When the pitch rises, we have to be in a place where our larynx can rise, but without unnecessary tension getting involved, mm. it rising too much. Which is the tricky part of singing, and, 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 yeah. why, and why we do everything we do to, to train. Um, and that's often the thing that most people run into is, is that lack of skill, yeah, and precision in that in that part of the voice. So
1: yeah, and the word you said, lots of flexibility. If there's tension inhibiting its movement, then it's like effort, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So we we'll look at some um, some larynx moving exercises a bit later on.
1: Yes. So larynx moving exercises from there on, you know. Uh, um, It will be different for everyone and definitely different for all skill levels. And we have to be careful with this one because it's volume related, but um, if you try and develop the top of your range, the very top, with very low airflow, um, it's quite often there's going to be an effect that feels a bit like being strangled. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) You know what I mean? Like uh, um, the system of your voice and how the vocal folds Respond like when we stretch them out for such a higher pitch. We can't avoid the fact that they get stiffer They stiffen up and stiffen up and stiffer vocal folds are a little bit more difficult to vibrate with airflow So we have to appropriately respond to that now sometimes people might over tense their vocal folds over tense squeeze on the larynx which is going to create stiffness that isn't necessary, right? In which case that person may feel that you really have to belt the nuts out of the top to make it come out. That's not ideal, right? We could do with trying to, trying to get around that. However, we do need to be aware that you go into the extremes. It's not going to sound entirely controlled or entirely wonderful. Um, the volume probably is going to grow a little bit on the on the last three, two, three, two or three or four notes. So we shouldn't be so scared about that mm. when everyone's like, you've got to keep the same tone and volume, not in the extremes. It's almost impossible, right? You have to mess around with that airflow and deliver just a little bit more. Maybe that's for you. That's taking just that little bit of a bigger breath, not a gasp, not a welly, but just enough and enough, let's say, um, uh, firmness or intent to give that top note just enough enough airflow and enough volume that it suddenly comes out, pitch on, not flat, actually feels better, even though you've increased the effort behind it a little bit, mm. um, which is what we need a little bit for those high notes. And the further you get down the line, you'll find um, as you train more, you're able to hit those really high notes with a lot less pressure. But in the development stages, we've got to turn it up a little bit. Yep. We've got to fit in with how it's working uh, and tailor the airflow up a bit.
0: Yeah, so it's just, and not to be confused with, Oh, Chris has given me the green light to smash it. Yeah, exactly. Right, because it, it there is a it's a balance. Yeah, uh, and if you said it kind of is a good order that we did that. It's the freedom first, and then you can allow yourself a bit more air in order for that to to um, to work. Yeah, at the top there.
1: And that's that's the really top notes. You know, yeah. sometimes uh, we require less air down, much lower than that. Mm-hmm. But this is we're talking very top notes, just to be super clear about that. Yeah,
0: and so. Uh, the, the the one I the uh, what what often stops people from experiencing the real high notes is it's a funny one but it's lack of experience it could be a funny way to put it but um, it's a, it's a catch twenty two because we often are sh- sh- shy or nervous about going there and I I see it with with some singers. I try and take them and it's like pulling away, yeah. mouth closes, all that stuff. Um, but the, the way to get around that nervousness and um, lack of uh, self-efficacy in, in that moment is to experience it and experience positive, positivity and success in that part of the voice. But the problem is to get that positivity and success, you have to do it. Mm. first so it's one of those real catch-22 situations that we find in a lot of areas of life which is we have to do it in order to experience the success and then we won't feel as uh, as shy about doing what we we're just talking about which is adding more airflow executing in a in a in a intentful in way yeah right and and i know it's a funny thing to say but the reason why i want to say that is because if people have that knowledge i often say that in, in the studio if you have that knowledge, it gives people the green light to do it. If they know, oh, I'm nervous because I, I know, and, 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 and take my word for it, singer. I know that you can, your voice has got the, the capability to do this. Take my word for it. The reason why you're not at the moment is because you haven't done it enough yet. You're shy and you're nervous about cracking or whatever. But trust me, if you do, if we do what we say, get the postures in place, blow the air, you're going to be fine. And that's what I want to throw that in there. because it, it, it's um It's an easy one, but... But it definitely, it definitely matters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you th- and the way you talk about it, someone pulling back, mm. that's exactly. such a common one. Because do you know? And you say like that means the vowel isn't formed properly. The mouth stays a bit too closed. That's it. Has a massive knock-on effect on the larynx positioning, mm. right? And how mm. that needs to respond. If the larynx needs to go up, uh, or or essentially the the global senses, the the tube that you're singing through needs to be shorter, and you're rounding your lips, making it longer. You're screwed. Screwed. If you pull back in shyness, you're not going to deliver airflow either. So, yeah, that whole drawing back from the sound has so many knock-on effects on what is required to to discover that. But you must see it as well where um, not only is it an insecure place that people don't want to go to, but maybe actually they do go there a little bit and hate the sound. Yep. Hate it. Airy, useless, pointless, doesn't sound like Robin Thicke. Whatever, has no emotional value. You hear that so much, and that can make people just despise it and never go there. But nobody can expect the extremes of their voice to sound excellent, mm. can they? Exactly, first up.
0: Uh, and then you're just trying to sneak it in, lesson after lesson. Yeah. Did it again, and funnily enough,
1: two, three down the road, you're the love and life. Yeah. They sound like Robin Thicke. <laughs> Everyone sounds like Robin in Thicke. A, in a way. Have you got any others? Um, yes, you know what, uh, tongue position is, uh, is, can, be, can be crucial. For, for people depending on their physiology you know uh, how much space is in the throat we, we're all built differently um, but let's say that the larynx needs to go up on the very highest of pitches we could do with creating some room for it to be able to do that and one of the big inhibitors sometimes it can go along with being being dopey as well mm. is that uh singers uh, either through tongue tension or just because they do it um, hold the tongue in a position that's kind of backwards, back and down, um, and not forwards and out of the way. And if the tongue is back and down like that, um, it can, in a lot of singers, stop the larynx from being able to take its journey upwards mm-hmm. for the very highest pitches, uh, leaving someone quite flat, um, in which case you'd turn to a lot of, maybe a lot of airflow to yeah. bump up that pitch.
0: People feel like they're hitting a brick wall. Yeah. And although it isn't made of bricks,
1: you you are hitting <laughs> you are hitting a wall. Basically. Yeah, yeah, you can really feel it. Yeah. So so, so bringing the tongue forward, which we will display later in some of these e vowels and stuff, bringing the tongue forward can be a massive facilitator for that larynx raising. Also, when we bring the tongue forward, we often brighten a sound and we um, we change the way we resonate. We we can set ourselves up for higher pitches a bit more. Mm so not only does it physiologically allow us to find our maximum larynx position but also it can help us tune into some uh available resonance mm. for the sake of energy and we're more efficient the more resonant we are anyway so it's all, it's only going to work out well sure and uh, and i guess the
0: the the final one that comes to mind is the is the strain in the, in the rest of the range yeah Uh, we will often use, and again we'll get onto these in a second, but uh, some great diagnostic tools for this. How many notes do I have to work throughout the entire range? If we are running scales like that, or we're singing songs and the lower notes are tighter, or there's unnecessary tension there, and then we fire at the top, we can have less chance of of making those top notes just because of the residual uh, muscular we're kind of hangover from from down below
1: isn't it yeah yeah coming over that passaggio with a bit of extra yeah. tension yeah. it's like you're buckled on the way over muscles have already worked too hard aren't they yep. and if we and want this probably compromised
0: to be, and you know yeah. it's, it's everything really
1: Yeah. so so that's that's what we're not going to do right we don't want any of that stuff and also the bodily tension right just yep. we have to relax so that's going to be one of the um relax the right things of course because this is not gonna be a relaxed thing to do singing at the yeah. very top of the range. Uh, but now we need to get into what to do.
0: Yeah, so cancelling all of those things we just spoke about out.
1: Yes. So we have to start at the bottom, right? Which is chill out. Yeah. Right? Don't be scared. Be energized, if anything. Because this is gonna this Drink might not some go coffee well. If you need it. Yeah. Do some. No, I won't say that actually. Um <laughs> I won't, do, I won't do any, any performing enhancing. No. Would it work? What pre workouts or something? Yeah, something like that. Mm. No, st- steroids. steroids. Maybe steroids might do it. Take some steroids. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you got to you got to kind of like accept the uh, chance of things going wrong. So just chill out, right? But first, we need to know really our notes. We need a place to start. So. Tell it what what what's your what's your top notes? Where do you where do you know you're gonna get to and you know things are like as normal? Um, well B B
0: five has been pretty consistent for me over the years.
1: And that's the that's the top.
0: The top, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean I might be able to sneak a flat C some days.
1: <laughs> and there's value in that, isn't yeah, it? there? Blues.
0: Is. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. I yeah. yeah, i get involved in that, that's my kind of jam. Um <laughs> But, oh. but on a normal day when I'm singing more kind of straight R&B it'd be a B.
1: <laughs> what about you? Oh. What about, no, I, I'm interested. What about a bad day? You know, you wake up in the morning you're like, whoa, mama.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't fluctuate much because I might have said on a previous episode that I, I don't really use my voice if I'm being completely honest in in ways where I... Um, I mean, again, if I wake up in the morning straight away then I'm going to be heavy but you know, after a few a few hours of being up, then it would be around there, maybe an A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really use my voice in a, in a near abusive way no. um, in order to get tired. Do you know what I
1: mean? So you're consistently on B5. Yeah, yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Which is pretty high, isn't it? Ah, yeah. That's pretty high, the result of training. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it's,
0: you know, um, do the right things, you get there, don't you? Show off. Ooh, what's yours is showing off. What's yours?
1: Come on. Uh... Yeah, I'm. I will get to with a bit of gusto. I'll get to B. Gusto B flat, probably B flat, and with um, with a bit of peer pressure, oh, uh, I probably could get a B. Do but you, I'll, t- I'll be putting my voice at a lot of risk in that one.
0: <laughs> Can I just rewind? I don't. With, with gusto and peer pressure in the original remit for what we have to use to get to all
1: part of it, my boy. Uh, boy, all part of it. Can't shy away, can we? Okay. Um, But I I remember in a workshop, stood next to Josh Alamu, who literally has like, who can sing E6 anyway. He's a horrible man. Um, I did succumb to peer pressure at that time, and as the trainer was going up another step, you know, I should have backed out. Right. I should have stopped, but I was like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I did make it, and I didn't get hemorrhage, which is pretty, I thought that was a bit of a win. And Josh is just riffing off them. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Yeah. So I think I think I got a personal best stood next to him, um, but, but I, I see it's all right. Yeah, I, I, d- Yeah, I, but I have to s- sit there and go. No point. No point. No. Um, so B flat five. Yeah. Um, is consistent when I measure my voice in certain ways. It's pretty consistent. Um, B flat five. Uh, so I get up there every day, no matter what. On a, On a, When I've just started out, it would probably be more like um, G five, and right. then and then. What is it now? Well, well, let's test it. Let's test it. We've got to know our notes, people. This is how we do it, right? Get your this piano This is how we out. do. So, we also, favorite vowel for me. I'll go there, I'll go there on, on an E vowel. All right. Uh, but really open. What about you?
0: Uh, yeah, it's more like a R. Uh, start, I mean, for, for me, I mean, it, for me, it's, um, it's scale, it's scale vowel combination yep. that, that works. I find starting in the bottom, um, and it's a great, for me, this is a great diagnostic tool for this in that if you, if you can start at the bottom of your range on an oh, oh, foul, and then widen as you the higher you go, what, what you're going to do then is negate some of that tension in the bottom. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave that behind and then you'll be ready to open out into the correct posture at the top. And I find that a very easy one to do. Now, if, if you're not ready for that, <clears throat> if you're not ready to let go of that tension, or equally, if that or all, 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 all vowel at the bottom there will um, reduce adduction too much. Yes. It can give you an idea of what we need to work on from there. Right on. Essentially, again, it comes back to knowing the notes first at your current time, and then every now and again checking in with that, that scale. Okay. And then you consistently make the like the G the G5 consistently consistently and then it's like okay so that means everything's smooth now what happens if I go to the, the A flat or the A or the B flat do I lose some of that down the bottom does it mm. completely screw up my entire instrument getting to that top note that's why I really like to use this long one because it really does let us know what the hell is going on So that's what I would use
1: right on and it, yeah I'm more I'm more of a top down sort of guy okay. you know whatever that means uh but coming from the top yeah and and down um one one reason that could be a diagnostic tool is if, let's say, someone is a bit too connected to the depth in their voice, a bit like, yeah, mm. really, really like, maybe holds the larynx down too low or gets a little bit too much purchase in the bottom, um, starting up top can really offset that, can really negate that. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe if someone needs a, pic- a is, bit of that... Is a pixie boy. Yeah. Then uh, your approach... From the bottom, yeah, may well be a way of diagnosing that as well. That you, you do need some of that bottom to facilitate the top, so yeah. who knows? But it's worth trying out both. Um, funny enough, uh, I prefer a vowel that brings my tongue forward more than you, Yep. Um, like I said before, but then you know, like you say, you open it, we've got strategies we can do, haven't we, to get higher up. We have to open the instrument out, uh, we have to shorten our vocal tract, so opening the lips, jaw. Um, and everything else, letting the larynx raise, are our strategies for that. So yeah. let's let's see. So let take us on your um, one point five octave. Did you say?
0: Yeah. And the thing is, again, when I'm working with people on this, it's it, it, the, obviously the start matters. So as you just said about both of us <coughs> choose a lower larynx to begin with that can ascend. Yeah. With pitch, the E and the O. Oh. Again, O oh doesn't necessarily have to be that low. O. Oh. Oh, depending on um again, t- can we take that adduction through. hmm So let's see, can we bring it down tiny a couple yeah, first? That's yeah. not very silly. From the D. Can we pull this out of the way because it's gonna go crazy?
1: Oh no, sorry, that's Yeah, well <laughs> that's just smashed you on an octave. <laughs> so we're talking right from there. Oh no, D. Oh, from the D.
2: Oh, oh, oh yeah, so. Oh, 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 oh,
1: Very nice Thank you
2: Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Nice one What was that? Should we go for a flat C? Yep <laughs> <laughs> a, a crap one if you want one Here we go <clears throat> Come mate, I'm with you I'm with you on it's this just one. The chilling out bit with my head Is No, that what I'm doing?
2: Ah! Is it, give me the note again Oh! Definitely
1: a flat C. Yeah, rubbish one yeah. Yeah. really, really Thank flat you. Definitely what really, you asked for Really flat If you would have asked me for a proper one, I would have given you one, but we won't do it now Flex
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so need- the B flat was really pingy Really pingy um, Yeah, so my, I'm going to take I often use the vowel uh, or the, the consonant G okay. G Because I feel like it keeps the tongue high Yep G, uh, so that the the larynx has room to raise. Okay, you're just going straight in, are you? Well, I'll start on A flat, and I normally put my hand on my face like this. I know I've seen you see,
0: like it's incredible stuff, like gigs, like this into the wall, so you can hear
1: yourself. <laughs> it does change it for me, right? So, A flat five. <coughs> Barely said the G, but can we're you pull up your there. mic out the way. Like, oh yeah, sorry, it, nice. this is distorting. It's distorting. Right, 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 right. Right, here we go, here we go. What is that one? That's an A5. I'm going to need to give that more gusto. I'm going to
0: say, yeah, that was a rubbish one. There we go. Thank you. There we I've go. i really got that. Was that a bit of a thing I'm going to yeah. go
1: right. You won't be able to. It's beyond. You won't. This is where, this is the peer pressure bit. Was... i got it, what was I made one? it, B5, Okay. but I can feel that getting like, that's going to fatigue me a little bit, right, but we could come down, it's, fair, it's fairly actually low, low effort to get to the G5 once got to the B5, yep. but you guys might notice that the vowel has to open my tongue i feel has to come forward um the volume grows a bit uh like for instance try and do your one up to the b5 with very little airflow okay less than you gave it see what happens oh no no sorry sorry down the octave yeah yeah here we go yeah yeah, yeah and we a... get that, that strangled effect, right, <laughs> so it's it's going to be very difficult for us to train some of those top notes. <laughs> 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 I just wonder if there's any chunder going to come <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, it's going to be very difficult for us to train those top notes because we have to respond to the amount of stiffness mm. that the vocal folds are under, um, and although it's not going to be, like, amazingly efficient to sing up there, it's still what our instrument is capable of. Mm. Um, it's going to an extreme occasionally... But we have to make sure it doesn't strain us, and one of those things is, yeah, on the very top the airflow has to increase. Otherwise, you see what happens. Mm. Right, it has to mm. be go up there a bit, much like anybody trying to keep their mouth closed. Have a go. I'll try and do that. On oh, no. a. Oh God, I've it lost scale, it really? Yeah, because you know it's not going to work. don't yeah you? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like even even like when you're not experienced in why this wouldn't work. I remember back back in the day, I just used to think to m- m- myself, this ain't gonna work. This is not gonna work. Oh, it's, I've, I've had it quit. Here we go. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> oh God. But it takes so much effort. That was a little bit scuffing, to be honest with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the weirdest shit that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Holy balls. Right, so, so <laughs> some of you may, may be very, very sympathetic to that happening, and that's, if you don't open that jaw, if you don't shorten that instrument to resonate higher pitches, you're fucked, yeah. aren't you? It's not going to work. It's not,
0: that's it, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Just, that's it, the way it is.
1: Yep, so the volume grows a little bit, the, the <laughs> vowel has to open, that's how we get those top notes. Um, another way to do it, mate, is uh, why don't you try your one uh, with a chin that's down. Okay? Like this.
0: Oh, you mean, sure.
1: Yeah. Try and do it like that.
0: Hurly merly.
1: Okay. This is to do with posturing for high notes. Right? I
0: just feel like, it, I. Feel, what it feels like is it's going to, I feel like they're going to be like just <laughs> in my face. Do you yeah, know what are I mean? Yeah, oh, the pressure's going to yeah. hit
1: your eyeballs. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh.
1: that i mean that
2: <laughs> the
1: face. your eyes oh herniated go again oh.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not pleasant it's not it's not but chin back up oh. go chin back up again
2: oh oh
1: experience. Um, I mean, uh, I mean it, a clearing <laughs> of the throat is what well. I got me. I think we may have impaired you slightly. It's definitely just oh, it as well. <laughs> uh, so chin down is is uh, arguably gonna um, work against the larynx being able to come up.
0: Yeah so then so what do we so we, we can't we can't stretch for ten, we can't stretch a pitch so we have to press for pitch.
1: Yeah, which is a tricky one right so and the thing is about a lot of extrinsic tension that singers feel. It's something it quite often you see people do that. Like, like that. Yeah. So the the tongue strappers or any 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 muscles around there, they often pull. They might pull your chin down. It's not going to facilitate range again. Um, not going to help you. Uh, the mouth posturing again needs to be open.
0: Yeah, and also the the mobility of the the larynx, the flexibility of it. So spending some time on some exercises that would help you experience flexibility in the larynx and then making it more mobile. For me, you know. The, and a very very common exercise with things like yeah. ne in knee, yeah, those kind of exercises, <laughs> and there's a re you need come on the back end of one of those in the, in the middle part this is very direct, but in the middle in the middle part of the voice where people wanna sing uh females we're talking c five b four b flat guys g four f sharp four uh if you spend some time above that. When you come back down a few more notes to the ones you were just at, because you've had that flexibility in the larynx, um, it's more mobile to move even in a even in a um, more adducted state.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And that's what every it just works every single time. Then then you dependent on the on the student, but you do that scale that worked the first time. Yeah, a few more times and it starts to not work quite as well, but it shows that working the larynx. And showing it that it can move beforehand just does it the world of good. Mm. Do you have any for the
1: the larynx? It's very similar to you E. Sure. E um glissandos on E that are quite whiny. E just spending time like that. Bit of vibrato on there as well. Just spending loads of time on that close vowel. Um, the larynx is going to raise. It's quite whiny. And yeah, yeah, especially um. Uh, doing that a little bit going on stage for a few songs and just the top notes go mad
0: just to clarify there as well that you did do that very very well um <laughs> in in that for people to try that home if they are doing what you just did but
1: do this ee- 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 ee, it's not the same thing no exactly we don't want the jaw to move um we don't want it to be rigid but the point is to not open the vowel because we want the larynx to raise and then by keeping the vowel as e as possible e- 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 we require the larynx to raise more which increases if we do that for a short time it increases its mobility it yep. raises it right up and then when it comes to ah, those places it's it's already kind of ready to go and so uh, it may not feel
0: that way to begin with when you first do that You may know, be falling off, cracking, breaking, whatever um, but that that at least it gives you an idea. Okay, my larynx, when isolated, doesn't isn't as free as it could be. Yep. So again, larynx mobility exercises
1: like that, superb. Um, any other kind of? We well, got one more left, haven't we? It's one more weird one. Go on then. It's bending over at the waist. Oh yeah, old school. Old school, which is kind of weird. Um, do you want to go into live mode? Let's go into live mode. Should I? Oh, do, you got yeah. you got a better phone than me, so. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, There you go, mate. So, bending over at the waist, uh, I'm sure there's reasons it works that I'm not aware of, but um, it does take away some of the tension, uh, and it distracts you a little bit from the process of singing. But also, it uh, gives a little bit of zhuzh of airflow. So someone who is is a little bit scared of the top and is pulling away from it, uh, this can be a really good exercise. Psychologically. Psychologically. So- Hang on a
0: second, you're going to have to get back here because I'm on landscape. Okay. So can you get by the door please, thank you. Yeah.
1: So we're talking a bend at the waist like this. Oh my hamstrings honestly. Gym yesterday.
0: Yeah, your hamstrings were your glutes.
1: Oh, no, hammies. That's- hammies like that. So like this, but we need to coincide that with the top of the scale so. ooh, So that the very top note is at the lowest point of the swing and it make sure it is a swing. If you've got a bad back, don't worry about it.
2: Ooh.
1: And there, it's been a bit of history with that exercise, it actually got me through a particular barrier in my voice and I found it been effective for a few singers in the past. Lovely, thank you. No worries. <laughs> right, so that's that one then. So that's where we're at, Um, that's how, how do we apply it, well if we're having trouble with the top notes we can take one or a couple of those elements Mm -hmm. and just try them out, try changing the mouth position, try not giving a shit, try um, spending a bit of time on a high larynx before you go in, Um, don't be afraid of a little bit of volume but you've got to be safe so if, if you're really not comfortable with that I guess you've got to go to a teacher um, to keep an eye on you. That's a good one to, to finish with. Because we said about like our
0: direct exercises, like the O and the um, and the E for you top down. Um, but yeah, coaches coaches really, ca- they will know. Coaches know what, to some extent, the capacity you've got with your voice. <laughs> You're exactly the same. You, when listening to, although the singer can't make it right now, you can hear. And it, often I sit there and go, I'm not going to do it now because you're going to freak out and you're, you're going to freak out so much that you're going to stop yourself from doing it. So there's no point, but your voice definitely has it in you to go there. So we need to do some things to make the, the notes just below a little bit easier to get to. Yeah. And, um, and then we get to the point where we can explore that. But all round, it's the extreme, as we did the, the, one of the previous episodes on the low notes, yep which is forty five, forty four. um the acknowledging it and using it you will get some profound results it will change the way you use the rest of the voice um and so th- there is only benefit to exploring it in the ways that we discussed today
1: absolutely and we did miss out earlier there was there was some research by someone called wendy leborn something like that um where uh yeah, if you can get to the top of your range like that, you can realize the highest larynx position. Some of the biggest teachers of belt voice in the world would utilize the absolute highest notes. And in females, um, whistle register, which is where the larynx is incredibly high at that point And the vocal folds are incredibly stretched out because it is um, uh, or can be a crucial part in training how someone then brings a belt voice uh, exactly an octave down. Right, purely because a belt voice requires the larynx to be uh, raised and raised easily, um, and and linked to pitch, if you like, linked to a harmonic energy or, or pitch, so it raises with with pitch. Um, so that can train that skill for belting. It's really important. I think the other point to make just before we we uh, round up is you spoke about the low voice last time. If you are doing this sort of training and you're going up there a couple times a day. Um, you're increasing the pitch raising muscles. That's great. Some people may carry that amount of pitch raising tension onto the next day and uh, wake up with a larynx position that is resting a little higher. Um, Keep an eye on that. Use the low voice tactics and very low voice training to reset at the end of each day if you happen to be uh, training in this way, or using your voice in this way, yeah. because we can we can be all about high notes again, but, but you know we we forget to get back down and and use the other extreme as as a reset mechanism. It's
0: one of the reasons why if you're a singer and you're singing five six day, nights a week, I've heard it so many times. Singers say second third not in, I'm awesome. Yeah, and then it goes downhill again, <laughs> right? And it's because yeah we spend that time getting ourselves to the top, uh, getting ourselves uh, getting our larynx higher first couple of gigs uh, and then it kind of sitting higher and then we do the exactly what we did the two nights before which takes it even higher and then it just gets uh, screws up the uh, positioning yeah once
1: more so yeah resetting reset 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 um, well if if anybody's got any questions about that uh, please do get in touch with us um, we've got loads of free training coming out soon uh, on the naked So if you get yourselves along to there, sign up for the the newsletter that you'll see the form at the bottom of the page. Sign up for that. We're filming stuff soon. It's all gonna be great. Got so much more coming up this summer. If anybody wants to
0: film themselves finding their high note and send it to us, post it on our Facebook page, we'd love to see it.
1: Mm, I will monitor your progress. mm. Measure your high notes, try some stuff, see if you can get there a little bit every day
0: cooliosos nice one we better we better scram we better shoot uh lovely seeing you all again
1: um is that it oh i love that such a great episode and it leaves you with insincerity see you later